Hey guys, uh, welcome to another episode of Stay Modern with Murray. Uh, today we're going to focus on the history beginning of Murray. So kind of strap in, it's going to be a wild ride. So Matt, tell me how Murray got started. That was kind of a long, confusing story. Um, <clears throat> if you don't know, my dad was part of the industry since 1976. Uh, came to Nebraska from Kansas to wrestle for the university, got recruited by Mark Manning, uh, came and put in my time at the university, was... At first, I thought you meant your dad, <laughs> that your dad wrestled at the university. Nope. Mark, <laughs> Mark Manning. Okay. I was like, wait, what? I missed that. <laughs> My dad was in the in the construction industry gotcha. uh, okay. in western Kansas. So um, so I always had ties to it. I came up working through, with him, uh, for him, up until I was you know, in, in through college, actually. Um, and so when I got done with the university, uh, decided to go back to med school, believe it or not. <laughs> so a far cry from what I do now. Uh, I was pre-med, um, and then when I got out, I didn't quite realize that you had to basically apply in the spring or fall of one year, and then you don't start until the spring or fall of the next year. So I had this year gap, and, and if anybody knows me, I'm not good at setting idle. Um, a little bit of ADHD, I'd say. <laughs> so I was like, well, what am I going to no. do for a year to be the most productive I can be? And knowing that I had to start school in a year, I, I didn't really want to start a company uh, and then have to close it. So I was, uh, my mind went to, well, I'll just sell for my dad. And if I get a big enough jobs, he can afford to come do them in Lincoln. And so what do you know? I put some ads up for some roofing jobs, commercial roofing jobs. I ended up selling the Ramada Inn roof <laughs> on, on uh, like West Oak Street by the airport. Um, and then I started getting some other roofing jobs. I I think I've told you some of the funny stories of the jobs that I got in Omaha and some other jobs that I got that were too small for him to travel four hours to do the job. So there in uh, lied the need to hire my own roofing people because I had never roofed a day in my life, <laughs> believe it or not. When I say I came up in the industry, um, he we live in a little town of, of 6,000 people. So it's, it's if you're an entrepreneur, you own one business of everything. I can... You would laugh at what he owned, uh, a hot tub store, a sauna store, a tree company, a landscaping company, a sprinkler company. Uh, he sold cars. He did roofing. He did construction. He did everything, right? And so I was kind of master of none, but jack of all trades, um, but d had never really done roofing, um, worked on the job sites and stuff, but never done it. But so I, I put an ad up on Craigslist and, and found some found some roofers here in Lincoln and started that way and that led to hooking up with an advertising firm called Dunright at the time who was ended up being bought out by Lending Tree and uh, they were expanding to Denver and, and Houston, Texas and a few other territories and asked me if I wanted to at no charge uh, go with them and I was just completely honest with them and told them I was working out of my apartment in Lincoln and had had no funds to expand or aspirations to expand and their answer was well if you get a job and it's lucrative figure it out and if you don't want it you don't have to do it so there was no risk so that is how uh, Murray Roofing back in 07 expanded from Lincoln to Houston, Texas to Denver, Colorado with <laughs> me working in my underwear on my couch. <laughs> so did you just kind of learn that from your dad and your family then of just like being born into being an entrepreneur that like it doesn't really matter what the field is or the industry is. It's like, okay, I'm just going to try it and figure it out. Like, I feel like you kind of have that attitude where it's like maybe you didn't plan that or, you know, like you just kind of see a need and, you know. 
give it a try. <clears throat> yeah, very much. I uh, very much so. I entrepreneur at heart. My dad is too. I, I learned that from him. More so, I think. You know, I got taken aside by quite a few of my dad's and uh, some other friends' doctors. Um, I shadowed with one of my dad's good friends, uh, who's a doctor, and, and they all kind of took me aside and they said, "You know, you're an entrepreneur. You're you're going to be an entrepreneur, even if you're a doctor. You're going to own your own firm." With everything in the medical world going on right now, with Obamacare and all that stuff, why do you want to spend eight years in school when, at the end of the day, you're just going to get out and be an entrepreneur? And so. They kind of push me in that direction too. You know, you're you're an entrepreneur. Just be an entrepreneur. Go out and be an entrepreneur. And I think I fell into that. Um, just yeah, because my dad had the background and I could lean on him. I did lean on him quite a bit, just with customer relations and warranties and stuff like that in the first few years. But yeah, I think our company, as you know, still carries that same uh, motto of you know, it doesn't really matter what we're doing. We just want to be good at it and provide good customer service. Mm-hmm. So, Helping people. Yep. Yeah. So that was in 07 then uh, with yep. roofing. When did the transition into custom homes take place? Like what did that look like? How did we get into, I think it started with remodeling. Right. And then just kind of describe that story. Yeah. So then, you know, we, we came into business in right around that recession time, 09, 010. <clears throat> and that's when people were not building and not expanding, uh, but they were they were hunkering down. And that's where people started to want to remodel their existing space. You know, it's it, it kind of reminds me a lot of COVID where people stopped traveling and stopped spending money on other things. And then all of a sudden they wanted to to freshen up their space or, or spend money on themselves. So we went through that whole year or two there where Everybody just wanted to remodel their master bathroom, their kitchen. And so naturally, when you're in the roofing industry, you're over there doing the roof and they're saying, hey, we got water damage in our kitchen. Can you guys fix that? We got water damage in our in our bathroom. Can you? So that's what led to the remodeling. And then, you know, naturally from that, you remodel for a couple of people that then decide they want to build a new house. And they start asking you if you want to build a new house. And you just kind of gain some clientele and momentum that way. But it was always my goal. I've always always had a passion. If I have a passion for anything other than just being an entrepreneur, it's building homes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really do. I always have had that. So when did you bring on the first team member that we have today? Would, would it be Tommy? Was he the the, <laughs> no. the next step or what, am I missing a person? Yeah, there, you or? are. Uh, one of my good buddies, Zach Muchie. Um, <laughs> yep. Mr. Zach Muchie, if you're listening. Um, Yep, he was he was a great hire. It was a, a drunken conversation on a couch late night. He was working for Pinnacle Bank, you know, just as drive-through teller. Mm-hmm. So we just got to talking about, you know, how much would be your take-home if you didn't have to, you know, be a real employee. At that time, I didn't even know if I was a company or not. So I said, hey, you know, how about you just come in on work for ten ninety nine for a couple of months? If the government's listening, don't listen to yeah, that. Right. <laughs> I didn't know but, if I was a company or not. So I, <laughs> yeah, I, no, I didn't know. I just I knew that I needed help. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with offices in Houston, I think we had hit the hurricane back then, and um, we had jobs going in Denver, Colorado, which Denver, Colorado is a lot more tedious and time consuming than Lincoln. You have mid-roof and final roof inspections and permits in each different county. And it's, it's kind of a nightmare. But so I brought him on and through Zach, um, we got bigger and we needed a third person. And through Zach, I met Tom. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. 
So that was kind of the transition, the crew that transitioned from roofing to remodeling. It, it is, yeah, okay. yeah. And and Zach, uh, bless his heart, had you know big aspirations and um, comes from a really great family, married into a great family, and uh, how to put this gingerly, we weren't exactly what you'd be proud of working for, so to speak. We, we you know we didn't have health insurance benefits, company vehicles, phones, <laughs> all the luxuries we have now. Yeah, right. <laughs> there was you worked on a couch out of your boss's apartment. Um, and so I think he, he was, he was given a a better opportunity, uh, for sales. I I feel like, I hope we, I hope we sprung board him into that, Mm -hmm. that position, which is also, I think where he, I think he's linearly moving up vertically in the sales world. Um, I'm proud of him for that. I feel like I hear a lot of like good stories from, I mean, we have good stories now too, but what is like your favorite, like funny or like oops or, you know, whatever memory or story that you have from like the early days, from the apartment days, what would, what would you share? So I think we know that when you give Matt a beer at lunch on Fridays, I come up with some pretty good stories. There is a lot. Um, I think Zach and Tom would tell you it's called getting murried. Um, when, when Matt would ask you to do something or, or text you and say, Hey, meet me at this house. We just have a quick little 10 minute deal we need to do. There was, there was no job I would turn down. And, and that was a fault of mine. There was, if it was $10 or a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars, I would, I would not say no. Um, and so we got ourselves into a lot of stuff, but one of the stories that comes to mind is before I even had employees, um, this is fresh after I think I took the MCATs and was trying to decide if I was going to go to med school or not. I had just started advertising for roofing and a lady with an apartment complex out of Omaha, Nebraska asked me if I could coat the roof. So just apply a coating to it, which after a few YouTube videos and talking to my dad, (laughs) I thought that I could take this on myself, and my dad told me to charge her $1,900. I figured up the material at $400. Mind you, I didn't have a ladder, but I figured I could buy it and take it back. I drove a Lexus, so I didn't even have room for the ladder. But, you know, I made it work. I drove to Omaha, went to Home Depot, bought a ladder, put it in the back seat with the windows down, bought the bought the mop and the mop. Uh, the paint brush paints, you know, all the materials that I needed off of YouTube. I like sweating just <laughs> listening to this story. The problem was when I got there, the roof was about 24 feet and the ladder went up 20. And I had to prop the ladder in between one house and the other because I had nobody with me. Because obviously I was commuting from Lincoln and Alexis. And I, I could just see dollar signs. And I, I was not leaving. If anybody knows me, I was not leaving without completing this job. And so I literally climbed to the top of the 20-foot ladder, which I'm afraid of heights, by the way. And I had this 50-gallon bucket of elastomeric coating, Henry's elastomeric coating, uh, that I had bought. And I was about four foot short of the roof line. And so I just gave it the, gave it the all, got it rocking, and threw it and hoped for the best. And luckily it made it. So then I jumped up, grabbed onto the roof, and got up there. And if you know anything about these Henry's products, you have to put a tar base down on low spots and stuff. And mind you, I'm up there watching my phone on YouTube, learning how to do this, <laughs> <laughs> putting this fabric down. And I wore my Doc Martens 
You know, at that time, Doc Martens were the cool thing. They're back. <laughs> <I'm> right, they're <laughs> back. <laughs> so I'm in my nice blue jeans from the buckle. You know, when you watch it on YouTube, they're so good at it. They don't get dirty. So I was like, I'm not going to get dirty. I thought maybe I might meet the client. So I figured I'd wear my good clothes. Well, anyways, I got it done. Walked around for 45 minutes scared to get back down because there was no ledge on the roof, no parapet wall or anything to hold on to when you swung yourself over the roof. Tried to call some friends to get some people to come there. Couldn't. I finally made my made my way down. I was covered. Like, when you want to talk about getting tarred and feathered, I was tarred. <laughs> and I had just bought this Lexus not knowing that I was going to start this roofing venture. And, it, you know, leather interior. And I had wet tar all over me that you could not get off. So I pulled into the alley. And I completely disrobed. <laughs> and... <laughs> Found the back roads all the way home with my clothes in the trunk and just really had no clue what I was going to do if I got pulled over. So did you ever meet the owners or no? I did not. I did not. But I got paid. I got paid and I never heard from her again. So it must have meant it didn't leak. And that that right there was like, holy cow, I think I made like, I took the ladder back to Home Depot, cleaned it up, got my hundred bucks back. And uh, made like $1,500, which when you're, you know, renting with a roommate, no overhead, no office, no insurance, the good days, no phone bill. And here we are. Just as scrappy, but a little more professional <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and at a, a much higher level. I mean, the mentality is still there. going to show up and work hard and figure it out along the way. So that's funny. I have heard that story, but... It just gets funnier every time, I think. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a... I tend to lean on that story, but there's a lot of stories like that <laughs> that I could tell you that I think Tom and Zach would equally say they want to kill me for. Mm-hmm. Getting married, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a fun memory, a fun story. What about... What's a, a lesson that you have learned uh, 10, 15 years now? 14, right? You celebrated 14 yeah. years? Yeah, yeah. A lesson is, is uh, you know, when I say it was, I was all about the money and the dollar, you know, in that first year, you really are. It, you know, it's, you're putting the, the money and the paycheck above customer satisfaction and all else. Um, rules, regulations, insurance, you know, it's just like, gosh, if I can just get this check collected, it'd be so amazing. And then I'll, I'll, then I'll start doing stuff right and get work comp and insurance. But you really do have to, especially in a small community like Lincoln, and it, even you'll find in Denver, it's it's crazy how many people talk and how word travels. They say, what do they say? Good news travels fast, but bad news travels faster. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Um, I think now I've corrected to the exact opposite um, to where it, you know, it, it really is. It, it's tough in this environment with the supply chain issues and stuff like that, but you try to gravitate towards whatever it, you know, whatever it takes to make the customer happy. Um, and so trying to, trying to always put the customer first and not just chasing that paycheck and trying to put the customer's satisfaction first and making sure the job's done right and, and you're treating your employees right and, and making sure everything's on the up and up. You know, it's it, it's tough to say because at, at the beginning, you know, I was trying to operate a company but didn't have the funds to operate a company, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so it was it was hard to, you know, get the proper general liability insurance for three states and commercial insurance and stuff where you're not even really a business yet. But, um, yeah, that would be my piece of advice, just making sure that you're, you're doing things on the up and up and mm-hmm. putting your customers first. 
Any other hot tips or good stories or? It's been a crazy wild ride, which I'm assuming we will get into. You know, it wasn't even more than maybe five, six years ago. I don't know the exact time frame, but within the five or six year time frame, we were still working out of a detached garage out in Whispering Creek. You know, we didn't have storage. We didn't have an office. We didn't have anything. And um, it took a lot to want to, to to bridge that gap and take that leap and to have to have overhead and to have a lease payment and to buy office furniture. And, and uh, it took a lot. And it took a lot, a little bit of luck meeting somebody that had an office that was prorated and had a cheaper rate because of the, the road construction that was going on <clears throat> to get us to do it. But then, you know, about five years ago, I think is when we, we leased our first short-term office. And then from there, we, we, I think we moved like a year and a half later, and then we moved it another year and a half later. And then, and then here we are in this new building. So of, it's been a while. Running out of offices already. It, yep. So. <laughs> yep. How how would you describe Murray in the early days? Just a quick summary, or it could just even be a couple words. What comes to mind? Oh boy, scrappy, um, tight knit family. What do you want the next ten years of Murray to look like? Uh, you know, continued along the same lines of of where we're going now. I think we've obviously had tremendous growth over the past three or four years, um, and especially over the last 24 months, 12 months. So if we can keep going along these lines, I, I like where we're headed with the processes and and the rules we're putting in place and the people we're hiring and the, the building we're in and and everything we have going. So, you know, God forbid uh, the lumber prices and the economy kind of shakes itself out and starts to settle down. We'll get into more of that later, I'm sure. But no, I, I I really like where we're going, and and um, having implemented traction and having a vision of the future is 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 amazing. It's something I don't think we've had before, and something I'm really excited about. Please tune in in the future for another episode of Stay Modern with Murray. You can listen to us on Spotify and Apple. I think we have some fun episodes. We're going to be going remote on the 19th. We're going to go to Sideshow Spirits and uh, sample some of their their alcohol and their beer. It's going to be amazing. And then we have some other really cool episodes planned in the near future. So thank you for tuning in guys.